Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. How is everybody doing? I'm your host, Rumbi Tsai Bongiwechimisa, but everyone calls me Rumbi, and I just want to say a huge thank you for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this episode. Just a friendly reminder from your fellow sister in Christ, we serve a miracle working God. So whatever you need, ask him. The Bible says you do not have because you do not ask. If you're in a situation where you're stuck and you don't know what to do, surrender that situation to God. Many times we think we can do things without the help of God, but we can't. Ask God to intervene in your situation. Guys, we serve such a powerful God. We serve a miracle-working God. God performed so many miracles in the Bible, and He still performs miracles today in people's lives. God doesn't favor us. If He can perform miracles in someone else's life, He can surely do something amazing for you. In today's episode, we are going to be looking at some holy hotlines. A hotline, according to the dictionary, is a direct phone line set up for a specific purpose, especially in the use of in emergencies. These are scriptures you can dial, call, or read in emergencies or whenever you're feeling a certain type of way. For example, if you're feeling worried, lonely, fearful, tempted, if you've just sinned, if you need peace and rest, you can call these numbers which are scriptures. The best part about these hotlines, guys, is that they are available for everyone 24-7, seven days a week, and no signal or Wi-Fi is required. So let us open up in prayer and then get straight into these scriptures. Father God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray that you open up our hearts to receive what you have to say, and that you reveal areas in our life where we are not applying your word. Thank you, God, for your love, your grace, your peace. Thank you, Lord, for another day to step into your purpose. This we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay guys, so we're going to jump straight into these hotlines now. So the first one is, if you're feeling worried or anxious about anything, you can dial Luke 12 verses 22 to 26 and 1 Peter 5 verse 7. So let's first read Luke 12 verses 22 to 26 and let's talk about it. So starting from verse 22 and it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. 
They do not sow or reap, they have no storm or bond, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? What are you worrying about right now? Is it your finances, your loved ones, school, work, whatever it is, I want you to call it out. Now I want you to ask yourself, why are you worrying about it? Jesus is commanding his people here to not worry. Guys, worrying is an ungodly state of mind that produces no fruit. It doesn't benefit us. The reason we don't worry is because God has everything under control. He controls everything. Guys, when we worry, it shows our lack of faith in God. It shows that we doubt He will provide for us. It shows that we don't trust in Him and believe in His promises and what He said is true. I found this quote, I love it so much. It's by Hannah Whitfield Smith. And so this verse really helped me and it says, You find no difficulty in trusting the Lord with the management of the universe and all the outward creation. And can your case be any more complex or difficult than these? That you need to be anxious or troubled about his management of it. And so I trusted the Lord with the management of the universe and all these big things in the world. But as soon as it came to my life and my circumstances, I was like, you know what? This is too big for God to handle. And so I had to learn and I had to go up in prayer and bring my worry to the Lord and let him handle it. And that is what our next hotline says. 1 Peter 5 verse 7, our next verse we can call on. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And so instead of sitting in our worry and anxious thoughts, God wants us to give it all. Give all our worry, all our stress, all our anxiety to him. What I love about these two verses, guys, is that Luke 12 verses 22 to 26 reminds us and tells us why we shouldn't worry. And 1 Peter 5 verse 7 tells us what we should do with our worry. If you're feeling tempted or if you're falling into temptation, you better ring 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Guys, temptation is part of life. Temptation is going to come and go. We are tempted every day. But remember, temptation is not a sin. Jesus was tempted by the devil and he never sinned. It's what temptation leads to that's a sin. If you overcome temptation, kudos to you my friend, but if you fall into temptation, that's a sin. So Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Guys, I love this verse. God is so good. So let's first deal with the first part of this verse and it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. If you look at other translations, it says, Every test that you experience is the kind that normally comes to people. And then the New Living Translation says, 
The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Whatever temptation you are trying not to fall into, or whatever temptation you are falling into, it's not new to God. God has seen it all, everything. What you are going through your temptation, different generations, different people from different generations have been through the same thing. Your temptation is not unique. You might be unique in the sense that God has created us all different, but your temptation definitely is not unique to God. But while God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted beyond where you can be. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Whatever temptation you are facing, you have the power to overcome it. This power doesn't come from ourselves. We can't resist temptation by our own strength, but by the power of Jesus. So walk in your God-given power. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, which means you, my friend, can handle it. Sometimes we want to obey God and do the right thing, but our sin feels so powerful. It feels stronger than us. But we serve a God who is more powerful, more mighty, more stronger than any force and any power on this earth. And he has given us a power to be able to resist any temptation that comes our way. And man, we surely do serve such a faithful God. Because whenever we are tempted, he will always provide a way out. We just need to look for it. So whenever you're tempted, you know what to do. You can read 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. The next hotline we are going to look at is something you can read whenever you're feeling lonely. Sometimes we go through hard seasons in our life and we just feel alone in the midst of it. Or maybe God has given you an assignment to do and you just feel alone and you don't know how you can possibly do it. But if you ever feel lonely in life, you can contact Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 and it says, The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm sure we all did this when we were young. I can't be the only one. But I remember never wanting to go up to a teacher and ask her something like a favor. For example, if we could have a free lesson by myself, I would always need someone to go with me. Or I don't know, I don't like going out to eat at restaurants by myself. I would always need someone there with me. And the reason I always need company is because doing stuff by yourself can be scary. Sometimes I go through hard seasons in my life and I just feel alone. And as I said, doing stuff by yourself or going through things by yourself can be scary. But the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and he will, not might, he will be with you. He will never 
leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Wherever you are in your life, God will never leave you. Yes, people in this world like our friends, our family, our dogs, our cats, whoever, they may leave us. But God has this unconditional love for you. No matter where you are in your life, God will be with you. But now I really want you to believe in your heart and understand that God will never leave you. If we look at the context of where this verse is being used and what is happening, Moses had led the children of Israel out of the land of slavery and he had led them for 40 years now. He was 120 years old and he was no longer able to lead the Israelites across the Jordan. And so the Israelites needed a new leader, Joshua. Can you imagine the fear the Israelites must have right now? Because their leader who had led them for so long, whom they trusted, is leaving. And Joshua, I can't imagine the fear he must be experiencing because he has to fill um, the shoes of this great leader. And so this is Moses saying to Joshua and the Israelites, The Lord himself will go before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This promise applies to us today. Whatever you are going through, wherever you are, you are not alone. You are not alone in your struggle. You are not alone in 2021. The Lord goes before you and he will be with you. And what better person to have on our side than the king himself? So if you're feeling lonely, you can take a little trip and a little visit to Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. If you have fear in your heart, for whatever reason, boy, I got a verse for you. We started off this episode by talking about worry and anxiety, but now I want to address fear because worry and fear are two different things. So whenever you have fear in your heart, you can call Isaiah 41 verse 10, and it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So let me start off this hotline by asking you guys a question. We should obey all God's commands, right? We should take all of them seriously. If God tells you to do something, we should do it, right? In this verse, God is telling us not to fear. So do not fear for I'm with you. So why do we fear? And I get it. It's normal for us as human beings to fear stuff in life. But you see guys, there needs to be a distinction between those who are in Christ and those who are not in Christ. Because if non-believers have fear in their hearts 24-7 and believers have fear in their hearts 24-7, then where's the distinction between Christians and non-Christians? And why in the world would someone want to become a Christian if nothing changes? We as Christians need to set a standard in a way. So let's say for example, if a non-believer sees how we as Christians handle our fear by giving it to the Lord and how we do not dwell in our fear, they might be struggling with fear themselves and they might want and need the same thing. 
and that could bring them to Christ. So God is commanding his people not to fear. And just as this is a command, it is also a promise from God that he will be with us. We shouldn't fear because God is with us. And as Romans 8 verse 31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Do you know who your God is? You see, guys, sometimes we forget how big, how powerful, how great, how mighty, how holy, how gracious our God is. Because when you forget who he is, you easily fall into fear and you easily become dismayed. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that same God, that same God is going to strengthen you. And because he loves you, he will help you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. So next time fear begins to creep in your heart, I want you to remind yourself and that fear exactly who your God is. Remember, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I want you to replace fear with peace. And that is the next hotline we are going to look at. If you are struggling with peace, and if you want the peace of God to rest on your heart, you can dial Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7. Just a quick note here, I didn't say peace from the world to rest on your heart, I said peace from God. The Bible says in John 14 verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. The peace that the world gives is based on circumstances and things that happen. The problem with this type of peace is that something or someone, because you know we got those people, not mentioning any names, but something or someone can easily take our peace away. In Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7, Paul is going to tell us about a peace from God that cannot be stolen and that is not based on circumstances and what is happening in the world, but rather is based on what is happening in our hearts. So let's read it. Do not be anxious about anything. I repeat, do not be anxious about anything. And why? Because God is with us. So let's start from the beginning. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your Christ to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. I love this verse so much because here we have a promise of peace from God. God promises us peace, but this isn't a normal type of peace as I said. This is a peace that transcends all understanding. You will find yourself a moment where you're not anxious or worried because of this peace from God. But with some, keyword here, some of God's promises in the Bible, they require a process. In other words, in order to fully get the promise, you have to do something. 
This promise of peace from God, it has conditions. Let's read verse 6 again and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You need to go through a process of separating yourself from fear and anxiety. We need to spend time in prayer with thanksgiving and we need to make our request known to God who hears all things. And I do hope and pray that one day you guys will experience or that you have experienced this promise of peace in your life. I certainly haven't experienced it enough times, which definitely needs to change. The next hotline we are going to look at if sinned. If you sin, hello everyone, you can dial and read 1 John 1 verses 8 to 9. And it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins to God, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The first thing this verse shows us is that we are all sinners and if we claim to be without sin, we are only fooling ourselves and the truth is not in us. And we just brush it off like it's no big deal. But this verse reminds us that we need to go up in prayer and confess our sins to God. You see, the devil wants you to be ashamed of your sin so that you hide it to yourself. Don't let the devil win. We can hide our sins like the world in which Proverbs 28 verse 13 tells us that those who hide their sins do not prosper. Or we can confess our sins. And when we confess our sins and ask for forgiveness, God will forgive us. Yes, God already knows what you've done, but we still need to confess our sins. Let's be honest here. No one really likes to accept when they're wrong, especially if you're so deep in an argument. It takes a real humble person to admit their sins to God. And James 4 verse 6 tells us that God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. So because we're on this topic of confessing our sins to God, it is also healthy to confess our sins to people. Now, I'm not saying that you must go to a priest or your pastor and tell him what you've done. No. Tell someone you trust, like your mom or your dad or friend. You don't have to tell them all your sins. Also, just make sure you don't tell everyone because not everyone has a kind heart. When you confess your sins to others, it can help you get it off your chest and they can help you with your sin if you're still struggling with it instead of going through it by yourself. And I think also because we're on this topic of confessing your sins, we also need to remember to repent. Repentance is actually turning away from our sin. When we sin, we need to confess, acknowledge and admit that yes, we have sinned and ask for forgiveness. But now repentance comes in where we turn to God and ask God to help us stop sinning. Imagine this. Let's say someone stole your chocolate 
and apologized. Then a day later, they steal your chocolate again and apologize. Then they keep stealing your chocolate and apologize each time. Would that apology mean anything to you? It would mean something if they actually stopped doing what they're saying sorry for, right? Guys, if we do the same sin over and over again and if we keep confessing each time, but then we keep doing that same sin and ask for forgiveness, that is not true repentance. That is just abusing God's grace. If we read some of the verse, it says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When you confess your sins and ask for forgiveness, God has forgiven you. The Bible says in Psalms 103 verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. God has forgiven you. But some of us have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Maybe you've done something wrong in the past that you're not proud of. Maybe you're just struggling to forgive yourself. I just want to tell you that your sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. When he died on the cross, you are forgiven. God loves you you you're precious to god and he doesn't want you to hold on to the guilt of your past sins your sins are paid for our next verse our next hotline we are going to visit is when someone has wronged you and you can dial colossians 3 verse 13 and matthew 11 verses 21 to 22 so colossians 3 verse 13 says Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let's first deal with the first part of this verse and it says, Bear with each other. The New Living Translation says, Make allowance for each other's faults. We all have our own flaws and things we need to work on. None of us are perfect humans, right? Bearing with each other looks like putting up with and enduring others' faults. But doing this in a patient, loving, kind and godly manner. Then it says, Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. How did God forgive you? He forgave not just one, but all of your sins, past, present, and future with no vengeance. God doesn't bring up your past sins to hurt you. He doesn't hold a grudge against you. He has removed your sins, as I said, as far as the east is to the west. God's forgiveness cannot be lost. He forgives you knowing you will sin again. And as God's children, we are called to forgive just as Christ forgave us. Then Matthew 18 verse 21 and 22 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but up to 77 times. The Jewish practice was to only forgive someone up to three times if they wronged you. And so when Peter says seven times, he is actually being kind here. But Jesus came along and came into the scene and he was like, Um, 
No, there should be no limit to our forgiveness. So if someone has wronged you, you can dial Colossians 3 verse 13 and Matthew 18 verse 21 to 22. And it will remind you what to do. To be patient with others' faults and to forgive just as God forgave you. But not just once over and over again even if it's the same person our last hotline we are going to look at is found in romans 5 verses 8 and romans 8 verses 38 to 39 we all love to feel loved and wanted right and sometimes it's nice to have a reminder that we are loved when you need to feel loved you can call on romans 5 verse 8 and romans 8 verse 38 to 39. So the first one says Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this way. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to know that you are loved by God. What greater blessing than to be loved by God. And because he loves you, he wants to spend eternity in heaven with you. And so in order for him to do that, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son. It's not like God had many sons where he could just pick and choose who he was going to sacrifice. No, God had one son. And he sent his son to die for you and the world. And nothing, nothing can separate or stop God from loving you. If we look at our next verse, Romans 8 verse 38 to 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't know about you guys, but that makes me for love. So that wraps up today's episode, guys. I will put all the verses we spoke about in the description and more hotlines you can visit and numbers you can call whenever you're feeling a certain type of way. If you have any prayer requests or if you just want to get in contact with me, you can email me at christiangirl.podcast at gmail.com. As always, guys, I cannot wait to have another Bible chat. But in the meantime, I do hope and pray that you are spending time in the Word and with God yourself. Remember and never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.